Welcome to Horns Up, I'm Animesh. And I'm Peter. And on this episode, marking their second visit on the pod, it's our brothers from India's very own heavy metal band, Albatross. They were one of the last episodes we recorded in person back in February last year, before everything went to shit. Welcome back, guys. And before we begin, mind introducing yourself so that listeners can identify you by your unique individual voices. Um, this is Riju Dasgupta. You may know me better as Dr. X if you like Albatross or not. <laughs> but yeah. Yes. So I am Bipro. I am uh, the vocalist of Albatross and hater of all things Coldplay. <laughs> so yeah, we're chatting with Albatross today because their latest single which is their first in three years. It's called Neptune Murders, and it was released on the 16th of June, 2021. So first of all, congratulations, guys. And Thank now you. that that's in the past, Albatross, are you happy with the way the song has been received so far? I'm thrilled. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure when Riju would have a, a, a thing or two to say about it. But uh, yes, I'm absolutely, uh, I'm very, very pleased with uh, the way it has been the uh, the song has been received the kind of comments we've been getting firstly i'm actually i i love the song uh, if i may dare say so uh, i i love the production i mean i'm so happy we uh, are back uh, to working with uh, uh, with ashwin and uh, you know he's he 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 last worked with us on fear from the skies and that was uh, he did some phenomenal work there and uh, I truly, truly believe that, you know, he understands what we want. And uh, so that's, uh, that's, that, that, that's, you know, kind of half the battle won when you doubt, uh, when, you, uh, when the production is top notch. And especially with the challenges that we faced, uh, with most part of the song uh, has been, you know, done, uh, recorded at home. The boys did their bits. Uh, it's only the vocals and uh, uh, Akash's parts that we, actually went to Ashwin's place and uh, we, we did, did that there. So given considering all of that, I think what we put out is something, a, a, a quality product and uh, the fact that people loved it. Wow, works works for me. Riju? I would say uh, I am happy with everything Wipro has said so far. I'm not happy with the amount of people we have been able to reach because before this, uh, we were on Transcending Obscurity or, um, I, I mean, Demon Stealer Records or something like that, which came with a ready-made audience. So this has made us realize how realize how spoiled we were, in a sense, that we had a ready-made audience that we reached across to. Which is why, I, I mean, obviously we love talking to the two of you, but we want to do as many media appearances as possible to get the word out to as many people as possible. Uh, and uh, I mean, shout out to uh, Sounding Store or uh, um, I, I mean, a, an ex-colleague of mine, Schubert, who's been like going the extra mile to uh, like get our music heard. Um, I have been saying this uh, for, for the longest time. I am not, uh, I mean, I'm glad that Animesh is on this uh, chat because he's less tech savvy than I am and less uh, this thing on social media, the active on social media than me. But um, the greatest challenge now is to figure out how to reach more people through social media. I'm not on Instagram. I don't know how all of that works. Believe me, I completely, completely, completely understand where you're coming from. And thanks for talking to us because I hope this podcast is heard by more than just the four of us. 
and get the song heard by many more. So let's just get to it, right? Let's first hear the song in entirety. Bipro, why don't you introduce the song the way you would do it live? All right, this next song that you're going to hear is called The Neptune Murders. We wrote this back in uh, at a time when everything was okay with the world. Clearly, things have changed. And uh, yep, that's that's all I can talk about it. Listen to it tell, and later, t- let, later tell us what you think of it. People who are listening to it for the first time, we love it. You tell us what you think of the Neptune Mothers.
that was Neptune Murders by Albatross. It's right now streaming on all platforms, whichever one, including Spotify. Yeah. Uh, including and, TikTok, dude. Oh, yeah, including TikTok and Instagram. I forgot if about you that. Stop talking about the fact that we are on TikTok. <laughs> the song is on TikTok. It's, it's incredible. The app is banned in India. So at least you get some uh, listens from outside the country. Sure. And it's also accompanied by an excellent animated video that you can also watch on YouTube. So now that we've heard the song, Albatross, are you ready for the breakdown? Yeah. Yes, please. <laughs> so how does an Albatross song begin life? I'm assuming it starts life as a story. It, uh, in this case, it did. So uh, again, uh, what we did is, so one of the issues that I uh, tried to address is, I mean, when you're talking about a horror story, uh, everything until now has been very linear. So in this particular case, what we, what I did is I wrote three different short stories and I was like, what if part two comes out first? Okay. So uh, then I explained the concept to Vignesh and Akash. Uh, Vignesh came up with the bulk of the story. Akash uh, did his value addition uh, parts and everything. Um, that's about it. And I, I think uh, the whole idea of row, row, row your boat. Um, I, I mean, the, the seed of the idea came to me, but Vipro took it into a much darker place. Like I wanted a very childish row, row, row your boat type of thing. But Vipro took it to a much darker place, which I liked a lot better. And yeah, man, that's about it. Unlike other times, uh, every part was recorded separately. So this was the first time that we all actually had the bandwidth to revisit uh, everything that we are doing and uh, make amendments. Uh, people were calling each other up and saying, this is not working, this is not working. I got a lot of feedback on my bass parts. Usually it's just me and the producer. Uh, so this time Akash called and he said, uh, I don't like this. This sounds like John Mayang. I'm like, oh, okay. I know John <laughs> Sounding like John Mayang is a bad thing, but yeah, that's what I said. Uh, so I tried not to sound like John Mayang. Uh, and yeah, he liked it. <laughs> Riju's uh, base work is something, I mean, I can't stop talking about. I can't stop raving about. Uh, because that is one thing uh, that I've always found, uh, uh, I, I wouldn't say lacking. But uh, there was, uh, when, uh, when I place, while I shouldn't be, but since it's uh, what I call a cousin band, when I listen to a primitive song and then I listen to Albatross, and I would always find something, a punch lacking, you know. You know, it, it was always as if Albatross is just all about the first benchers in a class working out a... Uh, 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 an algebra equation coming to the right solution, you know, it's it's about that, you know, doing it textbook. While primitive was, uh, I mean, that's how I picture the two bands. And primitive was all about the bad boys having a lot of fun at the back, uh, you know, at the back of the class. And somehow, I I still think so. I don't think uh, Neptune Murders has got that badassery of a lot of primitive or a, a Taurus. Uh, but somewhere, Riju's base work in uh, on this particular song packs so much of a punch you know and i think that's his new basis that he started buying all of a sudden that's doing all the magic but 
it delivered a, a certain punch that I always thought was lacking in Albatross's songs. And I, I really, like I said, I can't stop raving about that. Excellent. It's nice that you're talking about the bass. I really appreciate that. But <laughs> I'm talking more about the bass a bit later. Yeah. So, Riju, since you come up with the concepts for most of the songs, right? I must ask you, what inspired the Neptune murders? There are so many influences that came into this. Uh, okay, uh, <laughs> I'm glad this is a podcast, and you said that we have time, so I'm going to go into delve into everything. Of course, right? So uh, we were on tour with Primitive, and that is when um, Mark Shelton from Manila Road passed away, and uh, that got us thinking. I, I mean, when you're on the road with Primitive, I mean, it's like you know Kiran and Raj and Pushkar who are never serious, but I saw them introspective for the first time because. Uh, I, I mean, obviously, Mark Shelton is not very close to them, but it, it was a line of losses. I mean, uh, it started with Chris Cornell, who they they idolized, uh, Chester Bennington, and all of these guys. And we are like, what kind of era are we entering? That is also when the Bohemian Rhapsody movie kind of came out. And uh, one of the things, so we had that. Uh, how do I say this? Uh, on the one hand, we had these depressing things, and on the other hand, Bohemian Rhapsody was the story of a man with a terminal illness who was approaching his last moments with almost a kind of vitality, kind of joy, and everything. So I had this idea to pay tribute to uh, Mark Shelton by saying um, this. Uh, so the trilogy was supposed to be called Fear from the Sea, a successor to Fear from the Skies. Okay. Uh, oh, cool. Yeah, that that is what was supposed to happen. Uh, the idea it all stemmed from uh, the idea of uh, these are the last moments in Atlantis. The king of Atlantis uh, sees waves rising all around him, coming to consume him. Uh, and in those dying moments, instead of feeling scared, he's very happy. He's elated. He says, "Rise from the sea, Lord of the deep." That's how it all begins. Okay, there's a short story about this, which travels through time, which brings us to the Neptune murders. Um, the Neptune murders is somebody who finds this story, inter- uh, treats it as a religious text, and thinks that this is a doctrine uh, from, uh, I mean, Neptune. And he said he thinks that it's his job to offer dead women. Uh, and uh, yeah, so... In a sense, it's like in every case, every war so far has been somebody interpreting a, a, a religious text in the wrong manner, right? So he interprets a religious text in this wrong way. The only problem here is this guy has a fetish for pulling cheeks. Okay, and that is how he kills his women. And he has a uh, trophy collection where uh, like all the cheeks are stored. So yeah. <laughs> so part two so this is what I mean part two came first part one came last and part part one will come next uh, hopefully and part three will come after that serious mm. memento stuff you know yeah there's also this Chuck Palahniuk novel right like which begins from the end and yeah the, the pulling cheeks part was uh, the one thing that really got my goat when we first started discussing this and I couldn't, for the love of me, understand why does he have to pull cheeks? He can do a thousand other things, but he wants to pull cheeks. 
it's uh, i mean i don't know i mean eventually it turned out it, it was okay it turned out well and uh, it's I, I, i mean all credit to reju to make something like pinching cheeks sound very sinister uh so i'm glad that happened but you know there's always something a uh, one little part in an albatross song that always makes me very uncomfortable and want to laugh i find it very corny uh so pulling cheeks was one in neptune murders i back in the day in uh, during the kissing flies there's uh in one of the songs there's there's this one uh, reference to contact lenses and i find that very very weird here's somebody who's talking about you know a run down town and everything and suddenly you're talking about contact lenses when we release sheep and i did and uh, the the sheep with the sheep song i really really i thought and i said listen this is not passing this not under my watch you know there was a line about mutton and i said that is not happening <laughs> so but animation will relate to this i mean uh, this is something paul hemin said paul hemin said that suppose you are in a room and megan fox walks into the room what happens everyone turns back to notice her right but whatever it's a room filled with uh, megan foxes and someone ordinarily looking walks into the room uh you wouldn't look at the remaining megan foxes you would look at the ordinary person in that case right so uh when something is heading in a certain kind of direction i like to inject some element of something funny uh and not everyone always catches it but uh, for example uh, ninad kavle i mean shout out to him uh, some some of you know him uh, formerly of human abstract there's a line in uh, juggle at the clown which is giddy up little boy uh, which is uh, a line taken from seinfeld uh, that's something kramer keeps saying giddy up like something like that so <laughs> that's where yeah. it came from <laughs> uh, and you know that that, that there's there's so much more to a 5 minute 6 minute song that we write and so i've always been in favor of you know actually putting out the stories that we write because i somehow feel that the songs that we put out do not quite uh do justice to the original story i remember uh when i first read the kissing fly story i was actually actually you know i, I wouldn't say so scared is a bit of a uh bit of an exaggeration but it i was very excited you know i love reading horror stories i love watching horror movies and i was very very excited when i first read the actual kissing fly story and somewhere i felt that it w- didn't quite translate into you know what the actual story was when we put the songs out so i've i've always been in favor of putting out more than just lyrics and songs putting the actual story out uh, in some kind in some form in a form of a book or something which i i thought bhanak uh, uh, more did fan- uh, that that fantastically well uh, <clears throat> maybe uh, i always wanted to do something like that with albatross with this song i'm glad we did the video and uh, much before the video uh, came into being and we were, we even discussed the idea of uh, a, a music video we we had this kind of imagery in our head that you know if we have to when we put out merch or when we put out artwork this is how it needs to look it looks needs to look like a comic book you know and again kudos uh, varun did a terrific terrific job before that uh, <clears throat> vinith started it he couldn't finish the project so he laid the he did the groundwork so he here uh, we need put it exactly how we wanted it we wanted that 
comic book kind of a format and uh, varun eventually just uh, drew out the whole thing so well uh, i'm glad we kind of i would say we moved to moved a step forward in our music making uh, a process that when we actually put the story out if this is what is going on in our head in our heads and somewhere if we ever put a more polished effort out where we put together a few songs put an album out or ep out i would really love to see this translate into a book or something you know something collectible where you can actually go through this read the story understand how twisted this man you are speaking to is he's not just about the jokes he's a fucking twisted man are you you're, you're, the twisted man is reju right Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you clarified. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. So obviously, obviously, it it begins life as a story, right? So, uh, does the story or the content end up dictating the form, as such, of the song? And uh, if yes, then can you illustrate that with context to the Neptune murders itself? How did the story dictate the form of the song? uh so i i mean there's always been an emphasis on not having a verse and chorus kind of structure okay uh, in our songs but i love choruses so how do we settle both of these problems so in this particular case what we decided was uh, we end the song with a big chorus uh, the chorus does not come in the middle of the song it comes at the end of the song and i mean again um, <laughs> all of this comes from conversations that i've had with different people uh which is a tragedy i don't get to speak so too much metal these days it's just because of my nature but uh, nikhil jaisinghani a big fan of albatross good friend of ours uh he kept pushing me to listen to a ghost song called monstrous clock um and the song ends with this huge chorus yeah uh, come yeah. together beautiful yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah together as one come together For Lucifer's son. Uh, for Lucifer's son. Lucifer's yeah, 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 son. yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Excellent song. Very, so, and this is what we wanted to recreate. So, I wasn't. This was the first time I wasn't there for an Albatross recording session. So, Bipro and uh, Ashwin they sent me the first uh, draft, or uh, let's say, of the recording. Okay, once everything was done, and uh, they made a fantastic chorus. There, I mean, it was great. I kept saying, like, let's make it grander. Let's make it grander. Let's make it grander. to the point where i sent them this reference and like rip this song off <laughs> and this is how we make this song uh, grander but but that is what we worked towards we uh, vignesh came up with that earworm kind of uh, riff but it was all working towards like a, a crescendo which was the final chorus at the end and that final chorus actually happened at the very last minute you know like he said so i uh for my for my part i thought we we are done i mean i i, I was the last uh, the vocals were the, was the last thing that we did and uh, we wrapped up the song and i'm ready to take my bag pack my bags and leave the studio and uh, that's when uh, riju just says ke no 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 this needs something more and uh, then he sends us the ghost song i still can't you know I, I seem to understand what exactly what more can we do with this and it was so last minute it was actually just wrapped up in so after he sent the song ashwin listened to heard it he made me listen to the song and uh, i still didn't get the point but i just threw in a few things and wow it just worked it worked for riju it worked for us then 
and uh, uh, also you know to add i think riju briefly touched up, uh, upon it so when uh, he he started with the first lines of the song row 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 your boat it's of course taken uh, from a nursery rhyme kind of a thing and he wanted that uh, that kind of an effect which i wasn't very comfortable with uh, especially after the whole pulling cheeks thing i said you know this because the song needs to be a lot darker uh and that that's one that's that's a that's a beautiful part of the albatross songwriting process it's very very demo, uh, democratic i mean everybody is free to come uh, with their own thoughts of course rejo puts the final stamp of approval but i wanted it to be dark and uh, i i actually remember we were writing this at benchmark and uh, i all i listened to a lot of ister and I, i made everybody listen to damian except for riju and me i don't think anybody else listens to ister in the band uh, i i i played damian for the boys and and while i was making that vocal melody and i'm thinking how to make it darker i had damian on my mind you know the way damian starts if we could have put in that grand effect to it that would have been another level altogether but Damien was playing in my head when I wrote when I I thought of that whole thing part. All right, so you briefly touched upon the songwriting. How do you guys generally write though? I mean, what comes first, the riffs, the drums, what sections come in, or everything kind of you'll jam it out like you're saying? Yeah, anyone can come up with an idea. I I mean that's how it all begins. Uh, for example, I remember. Um, Uh, you brought up the drums i mean it doesn't usually begin with the drums but there's a song called in the lair of dr x which began with uh, you know uh, one of jay's drum rolls so anyone can pretty much come in with an idea we all build on it and that's how it starts uh, in this particular case it was uh, that very catchy very uh, unforgettable type uh, uh, what do you call it riffs that vignesh came up with it's still probably my favorite thing uh, thing and uh, this is again quite funny and uh, i i mean this is what i tell everybody uh, let's write our we will rock you okay and yeah i i i i mean i'm like the, our reach is already like shit and so let's write our we will rock you and like get one hit and then we'll write all the songs that we want to Look, sell sell out, huh? Just sell out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But this yeah. is our version of selling out. Okay. Like, <laughs> so I I I'm like okay. So if Andras had to write, uh, and even Nitin used to say this, like you have to grab the audience in the first thirty seconds, or the audience logs out. I I mean he was in uh, Radio City, right? So I, I mean, of course, he, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So so the, uh, these are like statistics that he would bring to us. So I'm like, how do we capture the audience? Uh, says attention right away. This is this doesn't sound like a very sell out kind of song, but I I think the objective at the beginning was to sell out. Okay, okay. So um, since you said that it was a bunch of riffs that Vignesh came up with, what's his process like? Uh, do you guys just end up with this bank of riffs, or does he like structure the entire song, or at least a base idea of what he's going for, and send it across to you? This happened in person. All of this happened like before lockdown happened, because I remember the two of you were at Control on Delete when we debuted this song. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So this happened in the months leading up to it. He came up with the riffs. Uh, I think during the course of jam, uh, we were just messing around, uh, tossing ideas about, 
and he came up with this particular idea during jam and i'm like okay okay yeah, that's money that's our we will drop you we'll take that and uh, we will uh, do something with it and that is how the whole idea uh, was born everything around there uh, i wanted a ro 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 yo boat at the start i wanted a grand chorus in the end but yeah so that's how i laid out the whole thing and that's how everything started and obviously vignesh has to put in one of those progressive sounding bridges at some point so yeah that that happened as well akash did a lot of i say value addition but it made the song a lot more melodic i mean in the choruses uh, uh the choruses at the end but like you have between the two verses there are different sections where he added a lot of melodic elements and which changed the flavor of the song entirely even the chorus that vipro uh, spoke about at the end uh, akash added a lead line after vipro was done which also added a whole new dimension to the whole thing which i love like i i didn't see that coming so fantastic i like where this conversation is going to be headed definitely yeah. <laughs> so we we were there almost there but you brought up control all delete right and control all delete 12 was all the way back in feb 2020 it seems like 5 years ago at this point but you debuted the song live then how different is it now when you all recorded it is there any difference in the song from its live debut to its recorded debut the lyrics are different because i know i mean the lyrics were not final and i i think at at cad i also mumbled a lot of parts because i couldn't remember what the fuck was written that time so the lyrics are a lot more a lot better and yeah the akash's parts like you said the grand chorus were uh, the chorus was very different akash's parts uh, the value addition that he talks about that he brought that's different yeah akash i mean he comes from who does he play with lalit right hmm. so uh, he comes I don't know. I did get it on Lalit, like he plays yeah. one of two guys. But, but but the thing is, because he comes from such a musical kind of background. I'm sorry, I have to cut you guys off right there because all the metal listeners to this podcast, Jatin Lalit is a composer duo which that specializes in producing Bollywood music. Carry on. Sorry, okay. <laughs> nobody so knows who guys... Jatin Lalit is otherwise, which is why I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, everyone has a day job, but but because he comes from such a, uh, I mean, he records more than any of us, very frankly, and so he has that unique perspective uh, when it comes to uh, music. And uh, like Jay told me, I remember Jay calling me up after the whole drum process was done, and he's like, he went into the studio with a certain set of ideas. and akash is like no 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 you change this you do this you challenge yourself here and there is like i don't think i can play that live he's like are are kuch nahi hota hai aap baja loge and all that so uh, all of that happened uh, akash even during the um, like i said even even uh, when that final i would say vignesh there was there was no change to his parts from what you heard at control uh, or delete but the rest of us we all like worked around that entire blueprint and we changed their uh, parts entirely akash like i said i i recorded bass i sent it across he's like nahi 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 maza nahi aaya dada aur kuch karo so like we had to constantly i had to constantly like re record and send it to him and stuff like that so yeah so uh, for for example okay so 
I had a lot of runs in the uh, in, in the start of the song. Okay, I was playing a lot of runs and flashy shit, and he's like, no, no, no. So you have to build to the flashy shit. Play, play normally, play normally, play normally, and then there there will come a point where you can just like uh, climax. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, when do you guys feel confident enough to take a song to the studio? It takes a while, man. Like uh, very honestly, and um, <laughs> I, I I know this because uh, when we recorded "Dinner Is You," our first album, we had no ideas. We were recording in Raj's record room, and we were coming up with ideas on the fly. But ever since Vignesh and Nishit entered the band, Nishit especially, he's such a perfectionist that. Unless we go into the studio all set, he would be like, uh, "Okay, let's not go and let's not uh, like risk it." So yeah, I, I mean, we uh, used to like play a song over and over and over again for a year almost until we got it down right and all of that. Uh, to the point where, uh, so I remember the last song that we did, uh, "Where Do Sheep Disappear," that had a very different approach to this one. uh that was recorded live we all recorded together and it was much more stripped down did not have those many vocal layers did not have many guitar layers either it was very different it was less orchestral and for that we used to like practice day in and day out and day in and day out and day in and day out and if you make a mistake i mean vignesh and nishit look at you with a look of disappointment like you've killed somebody so yeah You've killed somebody. You haven't killed your parts. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and something that started, uh, like you said, with Vignesh and uh, Nishit coming to the band. So I, you know, I remember we, we uh, again, you know, dinner is you, kissing flies. A lot of it was a lot of improvisations. A lot of composing was done while in the studio. And uh, I think looking back, uh, when you listen to the eventual pr- product. it shows with fear from the skies and then with sheep actually not even with fear from the skies with sheep when we were recording the song the song was again written a long time before we actually recorded it so everybody knew it i mean to the point we were actually bored of the song we we, we just wanted to just go to the studio do our stuff wrap it up and leave you know but we were that confident about it similarly with neptune you know so because the song had been written for a, a long time back and made makes the recording process a lot easier but uh, at the same time you know it just extends the time uh, you know between two releases uh, two albatross releases you know okay cool all right so i have to get this in before we actually get into the song section by section as such and this is about the lyrics it's also about an interview that you guys have done with rolling stone india where it's written the story is written from the point of view of a serial killer whom das gupta that's riju jokingly terms as a neptune bhakt and riju adds and i quote some lyrics would have got us cancelled so bipro came in and cleaned it up end quote so my question is dudes what the hell were you guys going for was your first draft meant to be in any way a political comment yes and no uh, and uh, no that is not <laughs> we wouldn't have been cancelled by political parties so to speak i i told them that we would have been uh, i don't pro we would have been cancelled by uh, women because one of the lines is still is these women are weak okay uh, which uh, i didn't mean it in 
like I am not saying it. There's a demented person saying it, but once it's on the internet, I have seen how words are twisted and turned around and everything. So uh, you have you have no idea how many times we have changed lyrics like that. Uh, uh, <laughs> there's a line in Uncle Sunny at the tavern, which is no hello or hi, which which sound sounded fine in the studio, but we come back and it's like it's so vernacular, like no hello or hi. So we changed it to no hello or I A Y in the booklet, but Vipro has sung it as I. So <laughs> this is brand new information I never knew. <laughs> Exclusive to this podcast. Huh? <laughs> I didn't know about that. I still yeah. sing no hello I. Helping people understand their very own music even better. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, the part that Vipro came and changed was. Mostly the parts he had a problem with the grammar. And you just referred to yourself in third person. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> he said that. No, you said that. Pipro came in and cleaned the cleaned up. But about yes, so there were a, a little uh, slight hints at misogyny, uh, which I still think was a bit of a uh, little overthinking there. But uh, well, you don't want to take a chance. Yeah, yeah, I completely get you. Uh, get what you're saying because hey, I play, I play in a punk, a hardcore punk band, and we we are treating those lines almost on a song every song basis. Anyways, uh, also the hug thing, right? Like you wanted to touch upon that. No, I I, I mean that's that was a joke I made offhand uh, to Sagar during the course of our conversation. I mean, yeah, yeah, like I just said that uh, every war is caused by somebody misinterpreting a religious text. And I have a fictional perspective on this, and so Tagat was like, "Oh, so you know, you're bringing religion into it and all of that. So is this like a like political and social commentary?" So uh, it was a, it was an offhand joke, like I said. That, so yeah, he worked <laughs> you into a shoot comment there, brother, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I think Ritu is the most apolitical guy around, and that is something I think we had long decided that our our music is never going to take a political stand or any such thing. We are just in it for the stories and for for the fun. That's it. Well said. We've learned so much about the Neptune murders, and we've barely scratched the surface. So now let's take this a bit deeper and really break it down section by section. Are you guys ready for it? Yeah. Okay, go for it, Animesh. Okay, so guys, what's the challenge of using a nursery rhyme? Because the rhyme itself has a melody that's very well defined, right? And any other melody attached to those kind of lyrics just don't work. Uh, very good question. Um, I will I will tell you what. Okay, um, once you have pen, once you have dissociated yourself from that, once you have a melody. Ready on the guitar, and you are trying to retrofit 
the same kind of lyrics on the new melody these are just words that we are fitting in again this is the same with any kind of song um i i i i would say pipro should answer this one because his perspective was what made this song so unique i i honestly don't know how to answer this question like i said i i i i spoke of what was going on in my mind when i first uh when i uh, uh, when i heard uh, 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 when i kind of got to uh, uh, you know make the melody for this so the idea was i i have to i'm thinking about the song in its entirety i have the feel in my head uh, the feel that the band wants uh, is going to be comfortable with and uh, then the rest becomes quite easy you know so i i knew that i wanted a very dark eerie kind of a, uh, a feel to this whole thing and that's how it that's that that's how it came to be guys think of starting this off with maybe an acoustic guitar this section uh, we did i mean and uh, i i i mean that's a conversation that has come up several times with albatross we will we cannot replicate that on stage i mean bringing another uh, we already have too many members pritesh is already already yelling that you have too many things on stage so like the challenge of bringing in let let me put it like this okay you haven't seen I have never been happy with an albatross performance because it's always so stripped down. Like if I had my way, I would have. Uh, we have a song called "Children of the Cloud," which is about a bunch of children murdering their parents. If I had my way, I would have uh, like a whole choir of actual children singing those parts and stuff like that. Uh, that's my vision. So I I'm not happy with any of those performances. We work within our limitations, and so no. no acoustic guitar i mean <laughs> we are we are only playing with the instruments possible uh, same is, uh, argument uh, has been brought up in the case of keyboards as well like when uh, and i quote kunal choksi he's like you know uh, you you guys are great but you need keyboards and i am like no i mean a i don't know any keyboardist i mean <laughs> <laughs> there's a challenge of that like or asking sushant shetty if he wants to play music that he doesn't really enjoy Uh, oh yeah, he, forgot about him. <laughs> yeah, but but yeah. So all of that, we work within our limitations. Nothing we are. Everything you uh, hear is either done on uh, on vocals, guitars, bass, etc. That's it. So the section we just heard, what purpose does this section serve? I mean, is it a way to distance from the nursery rhyme section that introduces the song? 
yeah, I, I, it, essentially the intro of the song, man, like, um, like I said, I mean, there are two main catchy elements uh, to the song. There's that riff and there's that chorus at the end. So the catchiness of the initial part comes from the guitar. The catchiness of the end comes from the vocals. You either remember the riff which will play on in your head or you remember what Bipro is singing at the end. These are the two elements to the song. So, I, I mean, this is a constant build-up. Uh, okay, uh, I know Peter asked us to keep wrestling out of it, but this is essentially two participants squaring off before the first punch lands. Okay, like, this is uh, when the crowd is getting into the whole proceedings and now... Uh, I yeah, if they're finally going to start locking up. Yes. Right yes. now, they're just feeling each other out. Right, absolutely. Okay, cool. Um, is it just me or does the clean riff cycle, you know, the section that we heard previous to this section uh, that introduces this section as such, does it do a slightly different riff than what's heard on the distorted parts? I Like, is there a note that's different or, or so? Like, it feels like it, especially the very first part of the clean riff. Let's I don't know. I'm just, a, this is just a technical question. Uh I am, we'll have to revisit it, man. Like, I don't play those notes. So, I really haven't paid that much attention to it. But it could definitely be the case, man. Like, Vignesh likes to throw in a lot of curveballs here and there. So, that could definitely be the case. Okay. I also have to say, I really enjoyed the drums here because they aren't playing a conventional beat. Rather, they have this element of swing and bounce that's happening, right? It's not straightforward. Um, hats off because this this isn't like previous Albatross songs they were largely more on the beat and just going by what you would expect this one is not that straightforward I uh, so in fact uh, now that we're talking about it I'm remembering more and more details uh, this song the brief that I put across uh, which isn't the case at, at the end I mean with the music video and the dating app and everything but uh, I wanted a more, uh, you know, uh, 1940s Humphrey Bogart uh, kind of uh, detective kind of vibe. And that is when, uh, that is the beat that I gave Vignesh. I'm like, so you come up with a riff that has that kind of swing to it. And that's what I told Jay as well. Um, why don't you, like, why, why don't we create an atmosphere where, like, the, it, it's almost like a heavy metal band playing a big band kind of uh, sound. Because it's also, I mean, it's a serial killer going to a bar to pick women up. So, I would assume that in the 1940s, you had uh, big bands playing in such bars. Or jazz bands with the kind of jazzy swing to it. Good, good. Let's continue. So, Bipro, is there a reason why you're using two voices in this song? I mean, is it meant to be showing two different perspectives? Very, very interesting. I mean, it's something that uh, I answered. Uh, uh, it's something I discussed the last time I was speaking. Uh, Riju and I was uh, speaking to another gentleman. It starts from the previous stuff that we've done. Uh, so, Uncle Sunny, for instance, uh, was a 
was a song that was a conversation happening between two people and obviously it needed different layers to distinguish one person from the other uh and over over, over the uh, songs uh over the few uh, the next few songs that we've written it has kind of become a little staple you know that you know have to add uh, a few layers to add add the drama and this neptune murders is of course not a conversation of uh, at all it's just that it's it's something that has stuck that you know it just creates an atmosphere it uh, to this uh, it it it, it create, gives the storytelling some kind of character uh but at the same time i uh make it a point that i don't overdo it uh and i use it only when i know that it brings a certain character to the song for instance when we did sheep uh sheep didn't require any of you know any harsh vocal styles at all not that i can do a lot of it uh but uh, it didn't need me to you know do uh, indulge or indulge uh, into those styles at all so with neptune murders i just had that in my mind that let's introduce uh, uh the the story with a, a little more uh, with a style like this a little bit of harsh vocals and just 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 basically just keep it going you know keep it dynamic let's let it not sound monotonous that's pretty much about it i'm not going for anything else okay lovely there was also this excellent melody that comes in at around the 1 minute 42 second mark of the song which is basically the third bar of the uh, verse cycle as such and what's great about that part is that the entire band ends up following the melody the guitars start following it the drums start to slightly swing towards it more the bass line i think is also following it why was it necessary to do that uh, to answer your question i i mentioned the value additions that uh, akash brought in it was supposed to be very different he brought in an additional uh, uh, you know uh, this was a harmony so essentially vignesh wrote the blueprint to it uh, akash brought in a harmony and i think i have uh, double the harmony i i i think and it just creates it's, it's all trial and error man like you come you can approach any kind of music in a million different ways right at the end of the day and you just try everything out and see what fits best and uh, like i said we recorded separately so we tried every possible combination and permutation and this is this is the best possible scenario i also think that you know besides adding some uh, some kind of character to a song a lot of it a lot of this is also done at my request for my benefit mm. because uh, i am not as musically gifted as these guys the rest of the boys are and i tend to screw up uh, so i always keep asking vignesh that you know sometimes uh, 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 what happens is that i i, I keep looking for cues especially when we are doing a song uh for the first time or you know the initial few times when you are playing the song live or jamming i keep looking at vignesh for cues so vignesh will say okay you know what when i start doing that part that is when you get ready to do this you know so uh, 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 at the beginning of the song before the vocals start uh, after the first two bars you'll uh, note that the next two bars are different it's supposed to be i mean it 
again it, it's it's part of the song but it's it has it was also done we could have well played the same thing for four bars but it was also done so that i know exactly when to come in so i told vignesh you know with vignesh just do that thing a little differently so i know okay i need to get ready now mera now it's my turn to sing so a lot of it is also done for my benefit so i don't screw up Okay so this time around the clean vocals also follow the harmony as well uh bipro were you thinking of any other melodic line for the vocals there and if so or if not why did the vocal line need to lock in with the harmony too technical a question for me but you know one of the most challenging things about when uh, I, i always and always just try to keep postponing the uh, the 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 vocal right now you know the the, uh, the melody writing sessions i keep saying are you sure you guys are done uh, are you do you really want me to do my bit now because i find it extremely difficult after an initial idea of mine is rejected now, not that i take it very personally but i really can't come up with anything else most of the most of what uh, you heard you you'll hear of albatross are things that have come up with and have either done a stellar job to convince the boss or have fought to keep that part in because i really couldn't come up with anything else thanks for being so candid let's continue about the drums i mean i it really shines in this yeah. aspect yeah. Uh, i i mean let me start before you ask a question uh, jay is so underrated like you uh, uh, brought up uh, even if you are playing the same parts again and again he'll make each of the verses sound very different that is a very intelligent person and not just a very intelligent drummer that's it <laughs> Well, you guys seem to be very intelligent too because yes that kind of answers the question that we were going to set up for Peter why don't you set up the question in any case first All right so the song moves forward the story moves forward but what really stands out in this section is how things are kicked into a higher gear you've got the drums changing rhythm raising the intensity and the perceived tempo so what's really going on there Uh, that it's all building to the solo everything is building fantastic to the solo. and uh, essentially that you have verse 1 and you have verse 
uh, I love ACDC, but like I don't want to make music like ACDC, for example. Uh, so the uh, so the whole attempt is to make every part sound different. I mean, why should Animesh listen to this song when he could be, you know, binging on uh, old wrestling matches? Uh, we are competing with everything, uh, like at all times. So yeah, it's an attempt to make every section stand out. And I I really think Jay does a very fantastic. Job which isn't too in your face either, in that sense. So. And I completely, I completely. That was going to be my next question. In any case, but you brought it up. This is all a way to just build up to what's coming next musically, right? Which is the guitar solo. Right. You can't just leap into it directly. You have to warm the crowd up a bit. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so okay, let's so, hear it now then. Yep. <laughs> That's a long, almost forty-second uh, guitar solo. Is this Vignesh or Akash? Let me confirm Akash. first. Akash. 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 Uh, okay. It's, so, the, it's in fact one of the few songs in which uh, both guitarists haven't played a solo in Albatross. Uh, wow. It's very interesting. I mean, uh, I, I remember when I first had the idea of uh, starting Albatross. Uh, one of the, I mean, it's well known that I wanted to emulate King Diamond and stuff. So, uh, one of the things that really drew my attention was that Andy Larock is on one side, Mike Mead is on one side. He finishes his solo, the other one picks up, the other one starts again. Uh, I, and obviously, I like Kyan Maiden in Judas Priest, but this was happening at a more frantic pace, and mm-hmm. everyone uh, it's happening on neoclassical scales and not everything that like Maiden and Priest and uh, yeah, it's else. actually dueling guitars. Like, it's actually there's a reason. Guitars. Yeah, there's a reason for that word being used. Absolutely, absolutely. This was a song in which we didn't do that. I mean, I don't know if this is a conscious decision, but this was a song where we just felt that only one solo was necessary. Uh, that's why it's probably forty seconds long. God be praised. People <laughs> <laughs> say that it's actually so, one of the shortest solos we have. All right. So, having said that, this is Dakash's first uh, recorded solo for the band, correct? Yes. So, what does this solo intend to convey? And second uh, is how long did like while well, it's forty seconds, how long did it actually take to write? Uh, so uh, very interesting thing. So uh, Akash came up with a bunch of ideas, and I don't think uh, like most of us were very happy with them because it was just like note after note and after note and stuff. So like uh, like I said, I mean this is our we will rock you. So the key is memorability. So uh, like I kept telling him like start off slow, then build into something. And uh, the most interesting thing is he. Uh, so when we bought him, the thing that impressed me was uh, a, a cover that he did of Testament's "Return to Serenity." And uh, I'm like, so why don't you? So if you had to take the "Return to Serenity" solo and retrofit it into an Albatross context, like what would you do? So this is the outcome of that. 
that that little part that he does that you know na 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 that's that's the that's what one of the things that you know Riju was talking about that one of the melody the the, the, the catchy thing that he brings otherwise you know it just it might just sound like a some mindless shredding happening there but you it, it that 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 part sticks you know and as you play the song you know that 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 little thing is going to come back again in the chorus and it it, it sticks and I, I i love that i absolutely love that line yeah very well said because you know it's it's always the melodies or the harmonies that that can get stuck because honestly you can't really it's very rare for people to be able to sing along a guitar solo note by note but those kind of sections definitely help and also i must say the rhythms bass and drums are doing a fucking excellent job of letting the solo shine because it's really providing that rock solid bass as such that keeps moving the song ahead but over here it's very clear that the that the solo is the lead narrator of sorts cool uh, and something very interesting uh, can we play the end of the solo we wanted to end it abruptly right before the bar actually ends uh, that that is something jay came up with and he's like let's not end the bar and end it right before the bar let's continue we need to talk about this interlude or breakdown i have to ask what came first the drums or the guitar guitar uh, this is i i mean i don't know how familiar you guys are with vignesh but uh, so i sent this song to varun singh who used to be one of our guitarists and he's like oh okay so that is the orion section he plays for another <laughs> band called orion that been like one of their songs basically <clears> that this was this was the part that vignesh uh, is i'm sure i'm speaking for him but he's most proud of this part so uh literally that man like this is the progressive uh, part of the song but i love how it divides the first part of the song and the second part of the song the first part has a nice flow then you have a lot of things happening uh and then you have the grand chorus at the end so okay cool okay uh, i just another point to add here um for this particular section then the reason i asked about the guitars or the drums coming first is was there any conversation about why this why the guitars and drums don't lock in tight as fuck because to me this might have been albatross's opportunity to pen a super heavy thrash or hell man even a genty section Did you guys uh, think about locking it in together? No, I, I mean this is what came organically. I don't think there was a lot of thought that went into this. But no man, this is uh, what we came up with. It sounded ideal, and uh, uh, I mean it sounds like this. This is the part that we put the most amount of thought into. But this is probably the part we put the least amount of thought into. This is just the brains with no vocals and. Uh, this is just a uh, what do you say it's it's a it, it, it's the like for me it's the least exciting part of the song <laughs> it divides that no it divides the two more exciting 
aspects of the song together. Yeah, it's I, the part that annoys Bangalore. I, I, I was <laughs> going to say that this is the part where like Bipro gets to like sit back and breathe, take a breather for a bit. Solo ho gaya, this part hard chalo. I have some time to breathe. Pani pi leta hu. Okay, okay, cool. Um, also, also a regular storytelling course will tell you that you know. Uh, for a story to move forward there needs to be conflict right and how the conflict gets set up and resolved well that's how the story progresses so am i overthinking this or can i interpret this section to be to or represent that kind of conflict in terms of the song it is yeah it is when like chaos is happening uh, it is right before the offering to neptune okay so uh okay so now that you've brought the storytelling aspect into it let's like picture it this is the part and, and the still is right in front of you and, and uh, unfortunately viewers won't be able to see it but right now we see the serial killer with a dead body in his hand about to dump uh on a moonlit night uh like with peals of lightning and thunder about to dump a body into the sea so there has to be that element of chaos before order order settles in again uh, i will say order settle, settling in uh, but you know chaos is building and this is um, <laughs> this is a wrestling term this is the part before the finish i mean where the <laughs> where you spell where, where essentially you'll start seeing all the false finishes happening <laughs> this is a false finish yes very good or this is like a strong style match where i mean both of them are trading elbows uh, yeah and, and this I is where you have to this is where you have to really look out for uh, what do you call that energy fuck fighting spirit where fighting <laughs> spirit gets shown and, and and for all the viewers bipro and i have kind of tuned out cuz i think that's Completely. more than enough <laughs> more than enough wrestling for us <laughs> yeah 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 anyways let's continue clarification first what's the lyrics exactly this is what rise i heard rise for the king lord of the sea no rise, rise from the deep lord okay. of the sea okay okay rise from the deep all right so having clarified that there's layers upon layers that unravel adding to the heaviness and you know the song is telling you that it's reaching its peak its climax in a way right here's my question how many takes bipro did it take to nail those backing vocals and the litany of notes on the guitar 10 minutes and i think wow really for both the lead as well as for the backing because if you hear uh, again that is akash's genius that's what i was talking about that melody okay. coming back hmm. you know uh, that that part so that was already done and uh, riju's brief was very clear when you wanted uh, that certain uh, element to the chorus okay. he gave us the song to listen to constant slow rest was actually all uh, ashwin you know 
Ashwin kept saying, "Okay, okay, we've done this. Should we add a little more? Should we add?" So there, there's uh, the last two, uh, the last two lines also as preaches. That was not a part of the song. Then uh, Ashwin said, "Vipro, let's add that bit. Screech it out. Let's see uh, how that sounds." Did it? And I actually just we did. I did it once. Ashwin said, "Yeah, fine. This is great. Let's just do a uh, do another uh, uh, another take." And we had locked it. I mean, it was actually pretty simple. This part. Nice. So this is the part you were referring to when you packed your bags and you came back and did. <laughs> awesome. This is the ghost part, like. Uh, ah. So yeah, entirely inspired by ghosts, ghosts, uh, monstrous clock, and uh, basically that the first draft was very very stripped down, and so I'm like, no, no, make it grand, make it grand, make it grand, and. That's how the song ends, gents. I must say, I found the end very abrupt, not natural. Why choose to let the song end in that manner? Because the nature of the song is abrupt. Okay. Uh, the it's not supposed to make you feel comfortable. Like a horror story shouldn't make you feel comfortable. Um. Again, like I keep mentioning how intelligent Jay is. Jay decided that the whole song is on the key of E. uh let's end uh with a b chord okay uh completely out of the blue it's like very jarring and it makes you feel a little strange like why the song uh yeah it end. doesn't give you a natural finish it doesn't give screw job kar rahe ho it is that i i i mean everything is coming together everything is coming together it it reaches uh, the crescendo and then there is this Or drop, and this has been the case always, man. Like uh, even if you go back to our old stuff, there there is a lot of stuff that does not end very naturally, and that is how horror works. I mean, if everything is comfortable, then um, there is no point to horror, right? Cool. All right. So that was uh, Albatross's "The Neptune Murders" broken down. And now it's time to talk about the song a little bit more. Hopefully, our listeners are keeping. Pace and not falling asleep by now, Peter. Okay. Go ahead. So you know we've heard all about this and we've talked to a lot of bands, but how challenging, honestly, was it to record this over the pandemic? Oh man! Uh, so this was the first time I wasn't there for all of the sessions. Uh, I and like when I say this, this was the first time Albatross started in two thousand eight as my solo project. So. This was and this was recorded in 2020. So the first time in 12 years that I wasn't present for all of the sessions where I couldn't uh, 
you know, give my input to everything. But on the other hand, it was like learning how to record also opened my mind in a lot of ways. Um, I, I think everyone should learn how to record just to know all the possibilities that uh, can uh, arise from you recording at home. And like I said, I mean, um, we actually had the bandwidth to go back and uh, change everything. Uh, which we didn't have before this at all. So uh, I can, again, like I can only speak as the bass player. That's all I did uh, this time. But uh, like I, I used to record a certain set of parts and that was it. So this time I actually like people uh, kept giving me feedback. I kept changing my tone. I did everything else and uh, uh, people were still not happy. Akash was like, do this. Vignesh said do that and uh, so in, in a sense that also helped uh, yeah, and uh, this is like pulling back the curtain a little bit but a lot of times what happens is when you go, when you pay a studio to record your song, sometimes you're struggling to record the song in the studio uh, which wasn't the case here because like I took my time, I only played the song for a week and then once I was completely familiar with it is when I started recording so, yeah, I, I, it was a blessing and a curse. Also, the fact that Reju spent so little time and absolutely no time in the studio, I think that helped us wrap the song even, even more quickly. <laughs> what, what, what about you, uh, Vipro? Because you actually went to the studio and recorded, right? I did. I mean, I'm, I'm still not very comfortable uh, uh, with uh, 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 recording at home. I have all that I need to do so. But uh, I'm not at all comfortable. I mean, I had the option, Riju asked me, you know, uh, Riju told me that, you know, you, do you want to do this at home? Just finish your parts. I'm not comfortable with it. Especially because, I mean, I, uh, I keep saying this, I've said this earlier, I'm not particularly confident about my talent. I need that one person to constantly tell me that you're going wrong, you can do better. Riju does that. Riju used to do. That. Riju has done that every time uh, uh, we've recorded uh, anything before this. This time it was, and it was usually Riju and Ashwin doing it. And uh, again, Ashwin is another person who has who's who has a very very keen ear. And having worked with us uh, uh, for so long, he knows what we uh, uh, the, the kind of stuff we go for. So I'm I'm very glad actually I, that I went to the studio and. So Ashwin was there, he was pushing me. He said, this is the part, this is how you do it. Or, you know, so yeah, I, I, I can't fly solo, man. I'm, 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 I'm a team man. Amen, yeah, amen. I'm in that same place too. Okay, so now since you've had a bit of both, right? And you spoke about the pros and cons of uh, recording at home and in the studio. Having done that, what would you say Albatross prefers? It's five very different individuals, man. With <laughs> different. Let, let's go for at least you, Riju, and you, Bipro. Come on. Which is why we said, what does Albatross prefer? <laughs> <laughs> I I would honestly. Um, okay, so uh, I loved what I did with my tone a lot. Ashwin's choices for my tones are brilliant, but uh, I have noticed that, uh, and this is purely from the bass player's perspective. So uh, nothing else, I'm talking about nothing else, but I can't recreate the tones that Ashwin used to create for me. Uh, 
to like oh, on stage. This time, I I mean, it, it's done entirely on my own setup and stuff like that. So like Tech Twenty One goes into Music Man uh, Cutler's base. That's it. I know I can carry exactly the same things on stage. I'll get the exact same sound. Uh, so I prefer this. I honestly would prefer recording at home. Setting a new precedent, are we? <laughs> Hope not, because I want everybody back in the studio. I want everybody to work together. I mean, that's me. Both of you have spoken a lot about Ashwin Shriyan's role, right? Um, how instrumental really was he as engineer and the man behind the boards? Um, also, what references did you guys share with him for the sounds you guys wanted? Like Riju, this time you, I'm guessing because you dialed in your tone yourself, you didn't have to do that. But what about the guitarists? Uh, this song doesn't sound like it. Obviously, it sounds a step ahead from previous Albatross recordings, right? Is that well, would you say that's happening because all of you as musicians have grown? uh or would you say that's also happening because how much ashwin shriyan has also grown in what he's doing what he charged us for the entire year from the skies album is what he charged us for this song and the reason he gave us that is <laughs> abilities of growth uh which is definitely the case we have all like uh, at the end of the day ashwin is a friend of ours we have uh he he has seen us live he attempts to replicate the same thing But when it comes to references, I mean, I remember back then, <laughs> Nishit was like, "Are Metallica just hours there? Okay, Metallica just sounds there." And then this guy Ashwin was like, "The cutie I get to do bed," and like the, that is how <laughs> it used to be. But I I remember that uh, the, the references I used to give were uh, you Animesh spoke about the abruptness. One of the bands that I loved, which was only around for a little bit, was Hell, uh, Andy Street's own band, and uh, which is, I mean, I hear a lot of Albatross in them. Obviously, they've never heard of us, but like I hear the same kind of, uh, if they try to create the same kind of effect that we are trying to do, uh, more, more more often than not, and so I remember giving uh, a lot of Hell songs to Ashwin. And basically any anti-sleep kind of recordings, because I I mean Micro and even Jay for that matter, we can listen to like bad sounding demos and even if our uh, eventual output does not sounds a little shoddy in that sense, we'd be happy with it. But Ashwin is that perfectionist kind of guy who likes a very clean kind of sound. So yeah, and um, you go to Ashwin to get that kind of sound as well, right? Yeah. There's, you know, I've also worked with Ashwin a long time back, but mm-hmm. I loved working with him because he is also a bassist, and even at that time, he makes sure that the bass gets its due. It isn't like the bowed in the mix. You know what absolutely. I'm saying, right, Raju? Hey, oh, absolutely, man. You, uh, <laughs> what I've learned is you cannot record with a guitarist, man, because a guitarist <laughs> and uh, uh, I, I mean. Uh, Guitarists are obviously. I I I mean, heavy metal is guitar. Let's face it. Heavy metal is distorted guitar, but at the same time, it can't be only distorted guitar. Uh, and that is where, like, even for international bands, I find that if the guitars are too much in the forefront, it is drowning out the vocals. It's drowning out, uh, you know, the bass guitar, the drums, and everything. Uh, some of the effect is lost. I don't even. I I'll be honest. I don't even listen to a lot of music with distorted guitars these days. Like. 
I'm just listening to uh, like Queen and stuff like that. Uh, Host and Queen and uh, I don't know, like Elton John thrown in there at times and yeah. Uh, because like I, at the end of, like when you're done with work, like uh, and this is the time when I'm usually done with work, even on a weekend, I don't think I want to listen to a lot of angry music just before going to bed. I would be interested. But yeah, so I'm not so in that sense, uh, I really think that uh, you're right, like a bassist brings a very unique sort of perspective into the whole thing. This is a question we've asked you the last time also, but let's revisit it now. You know, we're in a completely different space. Are singles the way forward for Albatross? I mean, is the decision of circumstances defining the reality versus what you guys want to do? I, I really like, yes. Uh, and I, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because, uh, I, so this comes from personal experience. This comes from Primitive. We released the album. Okay. And it was well received and everything. Then uh, uh, there was this guy, there was this college student called Amar Shinde. He's like, I have to make a, uh, what do you call it? A music video for uh, like one of our songs and all. Uh, so can we call Primitive Down and we went to Pune, we shot the music video. Everything happened well. And so we put the song out and everybody, I kid you not, like and like very established musicians as well, who own the CD came to me and said, oh, we love your new sound. I love how it is different from anything on the CD. And I'm like, this is song three on the CD. Like, what are you even saying? People don't listen to that. People buy albums to support their friends or like to put it up somewhere. People only have an attention span of five minutes, I think, honestly speaking. so Clearly, those are the people who don't listen to Horns Up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. 100%. 100%. But Bipro might have a different perspective. Yeah, I want to your take on Not really. I just I I agree with him, and uh, I mean I, I I haven't given it as much thought as he has. To me, this format works. I mean, it's it's like putting out a novel or a short story. I mean, I'm 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 happy with short stories. Yeah, with Albatross, we are known to write. We are known to we are known to be storytellers. So yep, now we are in the business of selling short stories. I'm happy with that. Okay, so now this is again we wrote this question without realizing that you know this song was the second chapter of a story of three chapters. So here's the question: because the song ends abruptly, is there going to be another part of the storyline? And now you've told us two. So what's the sequence going to be like, and when can we hear it? Oh man, so um, thing is, so part one is completely written. Uh, Vignesh wrote the entire thing. Uh, that's a little more, uh, now that you bring up the whole uh, topic of recording at home and recording elsewhere, uh, that's a little more difficult to record at home. I mean, it's a lot more challenging and stuff. So I don't know if you have to visit a studio for that. But uh, part three, I have the story ready. Uh, it's inspired by the mentalist. I don't even know if anybody watched that. Uh, Animesh is nodding. I, I, yeah, yep, I've, I've seen one or, one or two episodes. It's the, about... The detective who uh, who is an actual mentalist, right? And solves crimes by basically yeah, uh, yeah, he, doing yeah, that. He, yeah. So uh, basically he's uh, 
he uses the power of powers of observation to pretend that he is whatever he has supernatural powers of gauging what is happening around him but uh, so the thing that i found very fascinating about that whole show uh, was that he's uh, like his family was killed in the very first episode before the first episode by the serial killer uh, serial killer called red john who is who he is chasing uh, for around seven seasons when the uh, eventually the show comes to all and uh, red john inspired a lot of the story uh, one of the scenes that i remember and this spoiler warning to anybody who plans to watch the show i i think that if you made it this far you probably watch the show or you don't give a fuck about the show but uh, there is a very captivating scene uh, in the mentalist where uh, red john's girlfriend is blind okay and uh, she can she has never seen his face the detectives are all there and she is talking about um, you know what red john is like from a blind woman's perspective and red john has one of those uh, he uh, so his whole insignia is like a smiley face which he has drawn on her watch to show that red john was here now uh, part 3 is kind of inspired by that this serial killer he finds this old beggar woman and he brags about uh, like everything he's done to this woman and we hear it from that woman's perspective i haven't even like thought of it like how will bipro sing from the perspective of a old blind woman uh, that is a challenge that we'll have to figure out some point bipro did you know this challenge was coming towards you no I'm hearing it for the first time. This this is even better than a TikTok challenge, I tell you. They are open a guest vocalist, but but yeah, I mean these are uh, things. So I probably have to make it an old blind man instead of a woman. I'm guessing. So we've talked a lot about the song. So let's try and end the conversation with a question about Albatross, dude. Uh, have you has the band met since lockdown began? I mean, I think Bipro and Akash met in the studio, right? That's, That is the extent. That's it. In December, okay. Akash and I met in the studio. That's about. Yeah. So I followed every protocol. I was hospitalized for seven days. It was. I went through a very rough patch in the middle. So we are just like, uh, I am personally just taking it uh, like very this thing. I was, uh, I was going to say that you know that besides besides pandemic, besides the lockdown, there's a lot that has happened in each of our lives and you know that has also kind of put us in our own shells and we are taking a little bit of time to come out of it it's and it's almost like you know one person gets up the other goes down yeah. now i'm really raring to getting together in a, in a, in a jam room i i really want to do more stuff write a new song perhaps but then we have a few problems going on with somebody else and we so the thing is time is a luxury we can afford we want to take it easy let everybody come back to a headspace where you know we can actually put our heads together and start working together again yep i firmly believe that too better to be safe than to be sorry so, and peter definitely ascribes to that same philosophy right Yeah, totally. Totally. Yes, yesterday I was at Reju's place and I didn't meet him. Wow! Yeah, pick up something. He dropped it downstairs. Went there, picked it up, came back. Wow! Wow! Okay. So, cool. So, having said that, are you guys like doing weekly Zoom calls, WhatsApp group chats, 
what how are you guys figuring out what's next for albatross we haven't i mean i'll be very honest like we haven't figured that out uh the biggest uh, challenge that we will face right now is that and i i think i can say this because he's been very public about it uh vignesh has moved to the united states for good and uh, i i mean he's very happy there he says that he's going to spend a certain amount of time here and all of that um but but honestly i mean if you look at albatross as a unit the toughest people to replace are the guitarists because uh, i mean at the end of the day you have to be at a certain level i'm not saying that for other bands you don't have to be at uh, a certain level but you need to you have to learn the back catalog you have to like also plan ahead and all of that and you have to be of a complete uh, you have to be of a certain skill set so to speak so finding a guitarist is very difficult in those circumstances so we are just taking it as it comes and uh, let's see i mean kunal choksi's dream might be realized of like a keyboard is finally being added like <laughs> <laughs> we can't find a guitarist and ironically wiley says that you know it's the most difficult a uh, member to replace in in albatross that's the only member we've been replacing yeah. over the years i know i know It's goes crazy. to show the amount of talent there is around going i mean although we are picky so i think we'll be here's announcing the next albatross guitarist audition oh, wow <laughs> another exclusive on on sub You can cut this part out and put it at the beginning of the book. <laughs> <laughs> or, or we'll get Riju to do like one of those radio announcements. This was yeah. your next TikTok challenge from Albatross. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> there you go, there you go. <laughs> Thanks so much, guys. I mean, I don't think we've spent so much time, and this is like the music nerds in animation, me, right? We like to like pick every little bit and all of that. So I hope you guys enjoyed doing this as oh, much as we did. Absolutely, absolutely, great chat, man. But Mind I'll tell you what, our uh, wrestling chat is going to be longer, like the oh. one. Dude, that just become a bunch of stories which nobody else apart from the two of us will understand. <laughs> yeah, you like I'll bring a pillow to that, and it'll be like, "Ha, record, go for it." <laughs> Thanks. Ladies and gentlemen, are there any other songs that we can break down? Let us know. We are at hansuppod.com or on Twitter at hansuppod. I'm on Twitter at asmoani. I'm a trend crusher. Albatross boys, fill in the space. Leave your social media handles and everything else. So it's Albatross underscore band on Twitter. Albatross horror, I think on SoundCloud. Albatross horror on SoundCloud. I I think that's all you do, man. <laughs> and beyond that, just look for us on I don't know. How the fuck can these people? How, how the fuck can people find you on TikTok? Because hey, TikTok is coming back to the country. I haven't even looked at it, man. I'll tell you what. I mean. Uh, it's your life you can find us on tiktok or whatever but all of that doesn't pay find us on uh, bandcamp ps2 dollars per song and on youtube albatross band india add that india bit or you could to get a result a band from, a band from nepal right well, fantastic actually got to should check them out they're, they're really really good from one albatross to another fantastic boys of course this was horns up on the thank you so much